Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Bryson, if we haven't met before, and happy Christmas. At least I hope it's happy, because as that little video shows us, Christmas can actually bring up a lot of different emotions in us, can't it? I wonder which of those emotions you might be feeling this morning. Happy? Sad? Tired? Distracted? Stressed? Friends, no matter what you're feeling this morning, uh, I want to encourage you with some good news of great joy. And we can actually discover just how good this news is by the emotions that those shepherds went through on that very first Christmas day. Those shepherds that we met in our last Bible reading, uh, looking after their sheep out in the fields, the emotions that they go through on that first Christmas day actually take us to the true meaning of what today is all about. Because I don't know whether you noticed it or not, but how those shepherds felt on that first Christmas, it actually changed as the passage went on. At first, their overwhelming feeling was one of panic. We read in the passage, verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. And the angel said to them, don't be afraid. Please notice that the passage doesn't say that they simply felt nervous. It doesn't say that they felt uneasy or anxious. It says that they were utterly terrified. These are guys who are scared out of their minds, which is a little surprising because most of the angels you see on Christmas cards and in nativity scenes, they don't look all that frightening. Uh, They're usually little chubby babies with wings out their back. But in the Bible passage, the shepherds don't see the angels and go, oh, look how cute. They are utterly scared witless. I guess because they're not quite sure what's going on. But more precisely, we are told in the passage that the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. See, it's not just the angels that are the issue here. The glory of the Lord is what is scaring these guys senseless. And that's because consistently in the Bible, whenever anyone comes anywhere even vaguely close to the God of all the universe, they are utterly terrified because they are overwhelmed by their sense of insignificance, but also by their sense of sinfulness. They are utterly overwhelmed by feelings of unworthiness, that because of God's perfect holiness, they become very very aware of how imperfect they are. Because of God's ultimate purity, they become very aware of how unsuitable they are to be anywhere near God. Whenever anyone encounters even a glimpse of God, they are gripped by fear not only because of their insignificance, but because of an awareness of their sinfulness. See, a few years ago, uh, when I first started playing competition squash, uh, in the very first competition I played in, they took one look at me and decided that I ought to be playing in the bottom grade, which suited me because in the bottom grade, I tended to win more matches than I lost. And so I actually used to quite enjoy going off to squash. It It was fun. But then at the end of that season, they put me up a grade And in that new grade, I don't think I won a single match the entire year. As suddenly I was amongst players of a whole different standard. 
And I didn't nearly enjoy squash as much that year as before. (laughs) And that's like us when it comes to us and God. We may look around this room this morning and we might compare ourselves to the others in this room and we mightn't think that, you know, I'm not all that bad. I'm sort of average. But put us next to God and we are suddenly way out of our league. Put us next to God and we are terrifyingly out of our league as God's perfection only serves to show how imperfect we are, as God's holiness only serves to show how sinful we are, as God's faultless sense of justice only serves to show up how much we deserve to be punished because of the things we've done wrong. And so when the glory of the Lord shone all all around these shepherds, they were utterly terrified. And if you don't think you would have been too, You have no idea who you are dealing with when it comes to the holy God of all the universe. But of course the thing is that they don't stay terrified. By the time we get to the end of the passage, we heard read that the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard. See, from being terrified and afraid, the shepherds end up glorifying and praising. That is a big turnaround. They go from being scared stiff to being excited to celebrating. The reason why is because of what they have heard from the angels. The angels said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Lots of things in what the angel said. Let me just briefly mention two. Firstly, the last phrase, he is Christ the Lord. Christ is a technical term. It's a title. It's a rank. It's an office. It refers to God's chosen king. This is a king whom God had promised for hundreds of years beforehand was coming. All through the Old Testament, God had promised that this king was coming to deal with sin, to bring in a kingdom that would never end, who would establish righteousness. This is a king who will be greater than any other king that's gone before him. This is a king who will be greater than any other king that's going to come after him. This is a king of kings and a lord of lords. And the news that the angels tell the shepherds is he's here. The King of Kings has arrived, the Christ. But the second thing to notice is why it is that he's here. Verse 11 again, today in the town of David, a saviour has, uh, today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Now if Christ is Jesus' title, saviour is his job description. It's what he's come to do. He's come to be a saviour. He's come to save his people. What's he come to save them from? Well, he's actually come to save them from the exact sort of fear that has gripped the shepherds in the first place. That fear that comes from being sinful. That fear that comes from being unworthy of having anything to do with the God of all the universe. That fear that comes from being under God's judgment and deserving to be punished because of our sin. Uh, Today in the town of David, God's king has arrived and he's arrived to save us from having to be terrified of the glory and the greatness of God. Which is exactly what the angels go on to celebrate in their song. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. Friends, are you starting to see what's happening here? Are you seeing how the emotions that the shepherds go through, it's actually taking us to the very heart of what today's all about. At first the shepherds were terrified and rightly so. None of us deserve to be anywhere near the God of all the universe. He is too glorious. He is too great. He is too perfect. And we are too undeserving. 
and we are too imperfect and we are too sinful. But the Christ, God's King, has arrived and he's here to save us from that. And so the shepherds go from terror to joy because Jesus is here to bring us peace between us and God. Mind you, the peace that comes between us and God, it's not achieved simply by Jesus being born a little baby in a manger. Uh, Jesus' birth is only the start of things here. As Luke's Gospel will go on to describe, and if you've never read it before, take some time to read it over the next few days, and you'll discover that Jesus grew into a man, and as a man he voluntarily died on the cross. And when he did that, Jesus said that he was taking the punishment for those who follow him. Jesus said that he was actually substituting himself for those who follow him, taking our punishment in our place so as to give us a fresh start with God, so as to pay our debt, to pay our punishment before God. Noticed in the paper during the week that in America, uh, in random acts of kindness, anonymous donors have been going into Kmart stores and paying off the lay-by accounts for complete strangers which would make a pretty nice Christmas surprise, wouldn't it? To go into Kmart only to be told that there's nothing more to pay, uh, just take the toys, take the clothes, take the whatever. Your debt has been paid by someone else. It's what Jesus did on the cross. He paid our debt for us. We are utterly unworthy to have anything to do with God. We actually deserve to be punished, but Jesus paid the punishment in our place. He paid the debt. And so back on that first Christmas day in Anticipation of all of this, having hear, hearing the news of all of this, the shepherd's terror evaporates into joy. Their fear is transformed into praising and celebration. Peace with God is now possible. And it is exactly as the, as the angels say it is. This is good news of great joy. Friends, this is something that can totally transform things between us and God. This is something that can totally alter your perspective of God. A few years ago in the Christmas holidays, uh, our family had a few days down on the south coast uh, after Christmas. I've been really looking forward to that because I, I, I really like the area down the south coast around Kiama. I love the scenery. I particularly love the spectacular scenery in the escarpment. You know, you've got those massive hills and cliffs that pop up, those steep passes, Kangaroo Pass, Bulleye Pass. It's just spectacular stuff. But a funny thing happened on this particular holiday because this time was the first time we had ever towed our old camper trailer down to the south coast and it totally had a profound effect on me because now every time I looked at those steep mountain climbs, the first thing that entered my mind was not how spectacular they were. Now the first thing that entered my mind was, how the heck is the car going to drag our camper van up over that? And suddenly my perspective was completely altered. And Jesus alters our perspective with God. Because you see, with the glory and the greatness of God, if you are dragging a load of sin behind you, the glory and greatness of God is not good news. The holiness and the righteousness and the justice of God, that's a very daunting thing when we are dragging sin in our life. God's glory and greatness is very scary. Who can endure it? Who can stand before the Holy One of all the universe? 
But friends, if we have, as it were, unhitched the sin and we leave it with Jesus at the cross, if we take advantage of what he achieved at the cross, if we take advantage of the peace which is on offer, suddenly the glory of God is something to be marvelled at. Something the glory of God is something to be celebrated and praised and enjoyed because in Christ we are safe, with Christ we have peace. And rather than being fearful of God, rather than just not wanting to have to think about him and be estranged from him, now God can be a wonderful part of our life, guiding us, helping us, strengthening us, no matter what it is we are going through. Friends, Christmas can produce a lot of emotions in us. I'm not sure what you might be feeling this morning. I don't know whether you're happy. I don't know whether you're sad. I don't know whether you're somewhere in between. Whatever it is you're feeling, and it's a real emotion. You don't have to pretend you're not feeling it. But no matter what it is, try and be encouraged by what it was that those shepherds felt on that first Christmas day. Because what they felt takes us to the ultimate meaning of what today is all about, Jesus has come. Friends, peace with God is possible. And so those shepherds went from rightly being afraid of God to praising God. And we can too. Because today in the town of David, a saviour has been born. He is Christ the Lord. Let me pray. Father, thank you for the celebration of today. Thank you that we are able to speak to you directly now, intimately, that we have nothing to fear from you despite our sinfulness and unworthiness. Thank you that we are able to be put back right with you because of Jesus' arrival, his birth, his life, his death on the cross. Father, please comfort us today with these wonderful truths of that first Christmas. Help us to truly know and feel the joy that it is that Jesus has come. Amen.